<laughs> Blog Talk Radio. Okay, we're on. So, hi, everybody. It's good to see you. And uh, Frank and I are here today. And, uh, Frank, what are we talking about? Because you always pick the best subjects. So, what are we talking about, Frank? Today, I wanted to kind of touch over the subject of stretching, like when and how the different kinds of stretching you can do. Because when a lot of people think about stretching, they, they don't think about it. They just think about gaining more flexibility, but it's not just about that. There's a whole bunch of that goes into it that's not just about gaining more flexibility. Yeah, that's a, that's a perk, but, you know, part of the benefit of stretching is also decreasing what you call blood pooling after working out, so that way you get less lactic acid pooling and cramping and knots and so on and so forth, so you increase the circulation throughout your your body, and it helps. So it helps tremendously from that standpoint. It's it basically a benefit for you in a lot of ways. Like it, it can help you gain more energy, help you recover better, get you stronger, um, just everything you can think of. So there's, you know, many different ways to stretch. You have your basic ballistic stretches. You have your, um, your whatchamacallit, your ballistic stretches are kind of, similar to calisthenics, but they're a little different. Like they, they kind of bounce, whereas calisthenics is like a warm-up. And um, they people think of calisthenics as like an old term, but realistically calisthenics is a way that I like to get my clients going to loosen up the joints and the muscles. So whether it's something as simple as like uh, arm circles or uh, jumping jacks, all that type of stuff, it, it gets the blood flow going to the muscles that hopefully you want to use, but you want to get the muscles going in the whole entire body to warm you up. And the point of that is so that way you're less likely to get injured, you know, and then you have your different kinds of stretches Let's say, for example, your, uh, you have extremely tight muscles in your front of your shoulder. So people have that protracted shoulder uh, from sitting at a desk for long periods of time where they have that very bad posture. Um, right. It's extremely beneficial for those people because they kind of get that uh, that goose neck in the sense where their their neck is very pronounced forward and their head is forward and their shoulders are forward and you can tell like their posture is very bad. So you know by stretching more of the front of the muscles that's pulling that throughout the workout and throughout the week and putting an emphasis on that, you're also helping correct your posture because. You, you got to look at stretching and weight training as two opposite sides of the spectrum. Um, weight training tightens your muscles back up, and stretching loosens them and lengthens them. But they're both, even though they're on that side of the spectrum, do other things besides just what I said. So if you can correct your posture, that's a great benefit. If you can prevent injuries, that's a great benefit. If you can recover faster, that's a great benefit. So one of the, the cool things about it, um, is that you're helping yourself in many, many ways. And I don't know about you. I mean, I, I enjoy stretching. I'm right. not uh, necessarily like I don't do yoga every day for 30 minutes. I'm, I'm not into that. I'm too type A. It's very hard for me to slow down and go like that for 30 minutes. Um, I do it every now and then. It's very relaxing, but I'm the typical like type A personality person where 
I don't do a lot of relaxing things. I do a lot of high energy things because my body doesn't like to sit down and rest. So there's the static stretches, which is kind of like yoga where you hold a position. Um, you have also your, uh, what was I going to say, your assisted stretching where somebody else is helping you. And right. th- that's one of the most beneficial, you know, and I'll get into the, the importance of when and how in a second. But um, And then you have something called PNF stretching, which stands for proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. And that's the most uh, difficult from a technique to uh, dangerous if you don't do it correctly and so on and so forth, but it's also the most beneficial. And in order to do that, you also need somebody else to be assisting. So a lot of PNF stretching has to do with somebody typically that's really knowledgeable stretching you in a way that you're contracting the muscle, you're overriding your nervous system, telling it to contract prematurely, so that way you can gain more flexibility. So it's a lot more complicated from a science standpoint, but the benefits are tremendous if you're able to do it because you're it's it's much more extreme, it's it's much more painful, but it works and you get the biggest result from it. It's just not necessarily fun while you do it because it's really painful. And a lot of people have done it and they just don't even realize realize they've done it. If you've done uh athletic sports, you know, organized sports Typically, they a lot of them today, they do it with each other where you partner up and you're pushing against somebody and then they're pulling and then they're relaxing and then you're repeating and so on and so forth and you're trying to gain more flexibility. Uh, that's just a name for it. So extremely beneficial, great to do. Can't do it on your own. You need somebody experienced and knowledgeable to be able to do it with you in order to do that. Um, but they're they're all beneficial. You can do them all every time you exercise. Um, some you can do multiple times without exercise. You can do it as a form of exercise like yoga, but I'm a big advocate of it. It's one of my pillars that goes with, uh, being fit. You know, if you're not stretching, you're kind of, you know, waiting like a ticking time bomb for the time that you're going to get injured because stretching, like I said earlier, it helps prevent injuries. Uh, so it's extremely beneficial. Do you have any questions so far on any of that? I do. Okay. Uh, so my question about the, the PNF stretching. So that's when you're sitting down and like somebody pulls you, like for instance, like they'll pull your arm so it'll stretch out your hamstrings, for instance, or something like that. Correct. You know, and, and sure. that's, that's correct. So, okay. But it's, it's uh, not just them pulling you. It's, it goes down to also like a sequence because you have to override the nervous system. So for example, let's say that same stretch you're talking about, you know, they pull you really hard. You get the stretch. You you kind of hold um, the stretch for about six seconds. You know, the, the, there's different people at different times that they use, but that's the way I learned. So six seconds. Then they pull you while they're stretching for six seconds. Then they rest where nobody's pulling each other and you're just relaxing for six seconds. Then you repeat. And every time you pull again, pull the person so you're – the person stretching, they should be able to go a little bit further than they were on the previous stretch. So you're just repeating okay. over and over again that sequence, and you should be able to get a little bit more each time you do the pull because you're overriding the nervous system. Okay. 
Let me ask you a I, Thank you for bringing that up because I, I've, I've seen that done. I've done it myself. And you're right. It can be very painful. I was like, that's no fun. <laughs> right? um, but it gets the job done, I'm sure, like you're saying. So you said you said that it's the it's the cha- most challenging stretch to use. Right. But it does. Does it do the most good? Is that what you're saying, too? Or, you know, for yeah, stretching? it does the most good. It does the most good. You have to have somebody help you. Like I said, that that's knowledgeable because it, it is also the highest risk of injury. So if, if you don't know what you're doing or the other person doesn't know what they're doing, I highly recommend not doing it because it has the highest injury risk by far. But if okay. you know what you're doing, the benefit is tremendous. Okay. Let, let me ask you this too as well. So um, I'm doing like uh, you, and you're the one that actually uh, – taught me about this about the foam roller um and also the, the foot the ball that front on my foot like i rub it uh, rub it on the bottom of my foot or you know use use my foot to pull it back and forth on on the bottom of my foot so things like that that's stretching right that's for me it's helped me tremendously you, you know what i mean so yeah is that i put that in, i put that in the same category as stretching yeah it's 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 like massage you're giving it to yourself it's a deep myofascial tissue release where you're you're able to get deep into the muscle and kind of crush the knots and release it so you're increasing your flexibility but you're also preventing injuries by getting rid of the knots so it's kind of like massage so whether or not you throw that into the category of stretching i do um because you can do it yourself and it's it's you know you can also use somebody else to do it for you but you, you can do it yourself. So I kind of put it in the same category stretching, but the difference is with the myofascial release, like you don't really need to be warmed up to do it. You can do it right. at any time. Um, and you can also technically do it as part of a warm up. but I wouldn't use it as a warm up. I would just think about it as more of a therapy stretch that you're doing it for injury prevention and to increase your overall um, flexibility. Okay, that's good. And I've got one more question. There's more stuff that you want to talk about. And um, Pilates, is that a form of stretching or do you know about that? Uh, some most some people do, some people don't. What, what do you think about that? Because I don't like yoga. Yeah, Pilates, Pilates is active stretching. It's like the calisthenics. It's dynamic. It's going through a range of motion. Um, so you're getting constant stretching. You know, it, it's like the, it's on the spectrum as yoga, where yoga some yoga, you flow from one stretch into the next. Some, you hold a position and stretch. Whereas Pilates, it's always flowing. They're doing constant right. movement. But the uh, Pilates, like, it's great. You just got to know what you can and you can't do. Uh, I mean, same thing with personal training or, or any ex- you know exercise. Because if you're doing things in a way that your body won't, doesn't want to go and you fight through and you force it, you'll get injured just the same. Like I know people that have done Pilates and they've gotten hurt because they were doing shoulder rotations with weight and it was just grinding the rotator cuff and they, you know, had pain or or, or maybe they just didn't know they had pain in a sense because some people aren't very uh, aware of their muscles sometimes and, yeah. and they got injured. So, you know, it, but it's it's a active form of stretching Pilates essentially. So, some people look at it as toning and, and exercise. I look at Pilates as more of active stretching. It's, you know, where you're going through a calisthenics. Um, but they use resistance. They do a lot of repetitions, so on and so forth. So 
I, I don't necessarily throw it in the category of stretching, uh, but it is in a roundabout way it's stretching uh, Pilates in essence because you're you're doing things. But I, I would look at more of uh, I like more traditional stretching, like you know, like I said, calisthenics for a warm up, um, static stretching where you're holding and you're getting very particular to your body and stretching right. the exact muscles that you worked out after you're done working it out. Uh, to, to the muscles that need to be stretched more rigorously. Like I said, if you have protracted shoulders, you have uh, a forward neck where you're you're constantly goosenecking out in a sense. Um, you yeah. have back issues. You know, all those things, they, they need more attention. So I also look at stretching as therapeutic because, you know, the, the goal ultimately is to live pain-free. You know what I mean? Like have a great posture, have a strong core, have uh, and feel good and have energy and, and like the way your physique looks. And if you are, you know, if you have bad posture due to sitting at a desk, which, you know, so many jobs now are sedentary that, you know, that's one of the most common things that I see is just people with terrible posture. I, I help try to correct it because that's, that's something, you know, down the road that's just going to get worse if you don't start working on it, depending on, you know, even if you're in your, your 60s and 70s, you know, you can still work on it. But the sooner you start attacking it, like when you're in your 30s and 40s, if you're already starting to get it, you know, the the quicker you can correct it and, and the chance that you have of correcting it. Because once you get, you know, into your 60s and, and maybe even 50s and 70s, like your, your posture is almost to the point where it's uncorrectable without surgery, all you can do is just try to keep it from getting worse and, and, you know, make it feel a little bit better. But, you know, you've seen people with like extreme kyphosis, you know, in a sense where they're, they're yeah, hunched yeah. over and they can't even stand up, you know, and there's people that are just starting that way in a sense because their posture is so bad. And it, it just, every time I see it, it's like, you got to fix that. Like I tell people, like you got to do something about that, start doing a lot more stretching, start working the muscles that are, are very weak and are being dominated and, start stretching those muscles like crazy that are just so tight on you that they're causing this, you know, bad posture. Otherwise your, your mountain to climb is going to be bigger and bigger and bigger if you don't start now. I, I agree with you because I've had some injuries in my shoulder and my heel and my, you know, it's like sometimes I feel like I'm the tin man, right. You know, and Dorothy <laughs> and I need some oil to get my, my arms, my legs moving correctly. But um, you've, had, you've given me some help with that. I have one other question. You talked about blood pooling. I, I saw someone the other day who I was working out with, and he had, like, uh, around his ankle, It was he goes, that's the blood. I was like, how does that happen? That doesn't look healthy. He had what around his ankle? I couldn't understand. It, it was like, it looked like blood. Like, it, like, it was on the inside. Of, I mean, it wasn't coming out but it like he said that's blood settling around his ankle or his legs i don't know have you ever heard of that you, you blood pulling is that what blood pulling is no i mean i've I, water retention i've seen around the ankles but blood kind of getting stuck around there that seems like more of a he, he's got some type of health problem in a sense like you know something that uh is a much larger concern no blood pulling okay. typically is like uh, when you exercise and you start getting that lactic acid that's uh building up and you get the the fatigue where it hurts 
you know, in a sense, right. like if you're doing push-ups and it gets to the point that you're, you know, it hurts because you've been using it so much at, in, a, in a good way. Like it's just, it's burning, it's tired, like you don't have very much left in you. Um, that's that's blood pulling. So what do you do? You stop. You, you know, you, either you just short of failure in a sense or, or you make it to failure. But either way, like you eventually stop. So then you try to stretch it loose and so on and so forth and, and rest and get the blood flow back and then you do it again or, or unless you're done working it out and then you go to something else. So that that's where the blood pulling is. It's basically when you get to that point of complete fatigue or the lactic acid builds up enough that you start uh, burning or, or cramping or something to that extent where it, it's trying to tell you to, to stop because it's it can't go much longer. Right. Okay. No, I, I understand that. So, um, okay. That, that makes sense. That's, that's, thank you. Um, and so you can, you can, you know, stretching, it helps all this. That's what I'm hearing you say, you know, if you go in stretch and, and work out that, that just helps all of this, this, these things that can be a problem is not addressed. Right. Is that what I'm, yeah, is that what you're saying? You- it also helps you you run faster, you know, because yeah. the more you stretch your legs and the more flexible in particular your hamstrings and your hip flexors are, the longer your stride length is per stride. So if you can cover two to three more inches per stride, you know, think about yeah. how much faster you're running. So, you know, yeah, you, you might jump your, your speed up by like a half a mile an hour. Yeah, so my cadence would definitely improve. That's for sure. Um, wow, thank you. That's that's really good. So uh, sometimes you say the most amazing things. I just F, just really quickly before you move on to what you want to talk about next. But uh, I had a client, and she said, you know, Frank's podcasts are even better than when he first started. I go, that's because he's thinking of the topic. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's his. That's what he's doing. <laughs> I want to share that with you. Um, anyway, so you, it's great, great when people compliment you like that. So you have a big following. Um, thank you, Frank. Thank you for allowing me to ask those a couple questions there. So you're an amazing, amazing coach. You really are a fitness uh, guru. That's why I call you the fitness guru. Um, you know, you really helped me last week uh, in my event. Thank you so very much. I did much better because you taught me some things. I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And, uh, yeah, you go, just meditate during the run. I go, okay. So I did that before, during, <laughs> after the run. So thank you. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it does. It's like, you got oh, to in touch with your body. Oh, that's very true. Um, how, how did you, how did you do it? I just, I, I just pray. I was like, okay. And I listen, I talk to my body. I just say, hey, you know what? We're doing this. And I appreciate my body. I tra- treat it like a living because it is living, you know, and, uh, my, you know, I treat, treat like a living part of me. And so I just talk to it and it worked. So thank you. You know, do you do that? Is that how you train other people or teach other people to, to listen to their body, train them to work with their body, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my clients, I'm typically trying to, uh, to cue them, like in a sense, I'm constantly telling them, you know, focus on your breathing, you know, when you're, while they're doing the exercise, because, you know, it's the simplest thing. A lot of people just forget to breathe when they're exercising and they're holding their breath or they're so out of rhythm that they're they're hyperventilating while they're exercising because they, they're not focusing on their breathing. And, 
you know, you have to be in tune with your body. It needs to be uh, working together with your, your breathing and your, your movement and, you know, and also safety that you're doing it correctly in the right form so you don't get hurt, all those things. And even going back to the, the stretching, um, one of the things that I wanted to touch on too real quick was that uh, the static stretching where you hold a stretch and you see people, you know, whether it's stretching your calf or your pecs and you're, you know, pulling your arm back and so on and so forth, those you should only be doing after exercise unless you're not exercising at all and you're just doing it to, to stretch. But people that do that prior to exercise and then they exercise, it's it's actually not as good for you. Like it's, it's uh, for one, it weakens your muscles while you're exercising. But two, when your muscles are really cold and rigid and you're holding stretches and you're pushing stretches in a sense, um, it, you can get hurt. So the PNF okay. stretching and the, uh, and the static stretches should only be done post-exercise, not post-warm-up, post-exercise, when you're done with everything. That's when you want to get rid of the blood pulling and you want to get the flexibility and so forth because you want the muscles to be as heated up and as warmed up as possible and completely exhausted as possible to get the stretch. And, you know, when you're stretching, it's all about relaxing. Well, if your muscles are exhausted, it's a lot harder for them to fight. So it's a lot easier for them to relax and you'll be able to, and not to mention they're more heated up. So the more heated up they are, the more bending they are the more they're able to give to to create flexibility so the better your results all around but don't do static stretching prior or pnf stretching prior to exercise those those get it makes it even more dangerous and injury possibilities only stick with the calisthenics um you know warm-ups to be able to get yourself warmed up and loosen up before you go into the exercise so i'm a, a big believer in that the myofascial release with the foam roller doesn't matter. You can do it before, after, every day. It doesn't make a difference or whatever. It's got benefits no matter when or where you do it, as long as you're doing it. Right. Um, that's a, that's cool. Thank you. I, I have one little question here. Hip flexors. I I have a challenge with that. Do, do you do you do you ever have a challenge or have clients that have a challenge with hip flexors? I do, as I just said. Yeah. Um. I get tight hip flexors too. Uh. They are basically, for people that sit a lot, they get really tight hip flexors. Or people that run a lot, I get really tight hip flexors because, you know, I do sit a lot between driving from client to client and then, uh, you know, sometimes at home with the kids and so on and so forth, and I can feel my hip flexors getting tight. But the key is when one muscle is getting tight, the opposite muscle is getting weak and getting uh, lengthened too much and not used enough. So typically when hip flexors are tight, your glutes and your lower back need to be strengthened to be able to help counter that. And then obviously stretching your hip flexors more often, you know, but in general, your glutes and your, uh, your spinal erectors in the lower back, and then even a little bit of the hamstrings, especially at the top near the glutes, those right. need to be strengthened. And when you do that, you feel a huge release off of your hip flexors. Okay. I'm going to work on that. Thank you. So, uh, wow, you, you like know everything. <laughs> I was like, I want to get you to learn this. <laughs> They're going, cause they kill me sometimes, you know, and I'm bending down, you're not bending down, but I'm setting, you know, not setting, I'm, you know, like you're squatting and then you put your hit, uh, your elbows, your arms. So you stretch your, 
uh, legs out. Um, that helps me some. I don't know if that's correct or not, but I, I, I do that. So I've noticed I've got a little bit more flexibility there. So but you, this is amazing. So um, you're saying that if we work on stretching, the different types of tre- stretching, then we can all live without pain, right? Did I hear that right? Yeah, it reduces the inflammation tremendously. It's, you know, extremely beneficial, especially if you're able to get into the meditation while you're stretching in a sense, you know, kind of like yoga. uh, Because, and you can even just do the yoga, like when you're done, you know, for people that love yoga, like when you're done exercising and weight training and, and tightening the muscles up, because it's all about those long, sustained, static stretches, breathing, relaxing, pushing in um and feeling it you know so it's extremely beneficial like i said it makes you less less chance of getting injury quicker recovery um it increases your strength overall because by having a quicker recovery your uh your muscles able to regenerate better and gain more strength because when you're lifting weights you're actually breaking your muscle down and it needs to be able to recover and rebuild and get stronger for the next time you come back so you can do more weight or more reps or whatever it is. So in order to keep growing and getting better, you need to give yourself every tool possible, from nutrition, from stretching, from cardio, from changing up the modalities to uh, changing up your rest times. All that stuff goes into it. And if you play with the, the different ways, there, like I said, there's almost no limit to as far as you can go just about. Okay. So, um I'm a runner. Uh, I love running. So the, some of the stretches that you're talking about, like the lunges, right, will help make my leg, leg strong, stronger, correct? Because you have the strong legs to run. And running doesn't make your legs yeah. strong, does it? That's what I read. Uh, it does in some ways. You know, you're you're using your, your hip flexors, you're using your calves, um, you're using your hamstrings on your kickback, uh, depending on how much leg drive. You know, for long distance, you're not using a lot of your – uh, quads necessarily, you know, you're using probably more uh, mixture of it all, more calves than anything, and a little bit of hamstrings and a little bit of quads. But uh, yeah, the, the stronger your leg muscles are, the it's like a machine. The more horsepower you have, so you know you can push off and drive a little bit more um, and help your stride length as well. If you have stronger calves and more power, you're going to be able to get a bigger kickoff and stride length when you're going and then your hip flexor strength and your psoas and your quads help you with your stride turnover which also increases speed so it's they all kind of go hand in hand from that standpoint but weight training you know is extremely beneficial uh for runners as well for injury prevention but also increasing your time oh yeah you like I said, you're amazing. I told you that numerous occasions. So, uh, and you know, stretching. Um, do you have anything else you want to share with us about stretching? Because you're giving us a lot. No, just uh, you know, like I said, be safe. If you're not sure what you're doing, you know, make sure that you have somebody help you that does know what they're doing. Because just like anything, it can be just as dangerous when you don't know what you're doing and you're trying to do it. But you know, just, just follow the, the basics and the rules, and if you use it to your advantage, it's going to help your routines. It's going to help you feel better, and 
it's going to decrease your chance of injury and make you overall just a, a better overall fit person. That's amazing. I love that, Frank. So um, the week of the 21st, uh, Frank is going to take questions, and so we'll we'll give you a lot more details about that. And uh, he's got a website and a Facebook page he's putting together. So well, he's got a set website, but uh, um, we're going to talk about that so you guys can really reach out to him. And and um, have you ever trained anyone virtually, Frank? Uh, yeah, I've done it in the past uh, with a couple of clients. Not very many right now. It's mostly face-to-face. Well, you are one of the few that can do that. I appreciate that because everybody's missing face-to-face, <laughs> just so you know. Anyway, uh, that's cool. All right. We will see you next Wednesday, everybody, and uh, that's listening now or listen later. And, you know, Frank's always got great topics. Thank you for this, by the way. I meant a lot to me as, you know, somebody as a runner. And I appreciate you more than you know, and I know everybody else does. And I know you're getting a lot of exercise with your little sweet little puppy, Hank, and um, uh, he helps everybody get healthy because right? <laughs> he's a puppy. He wants to be taken out a lot. So, thank <laughs> you. Um, anyway, so I'll you say goodbye, Frank, and close us out. All right, everybody. It was another fun podcast. I enjoyed doing it. I hope that you learned a lot from it. Um, I can't wait to do the Q&A so that way we can, uh, you know, get more specific questions from you guys and give you more of what you you want to hear. So I hope you have a great day and enjoy it, and I uh, will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.